Welcome to You Heard That with Letitia. Here on this podcast, I'll be discussing topics from lifestyle, relationships, being an entrepreneur, and so much more. And men, don't worry, I got you too. So if you haven't hit the subscribe button, do so now and stay tuned for some fun, candid, and informative conversation. Coins Coding Consulting is a medical coding company and they provide medical billing services to providers. Don't know about medical coding and want to learn more? Then sign up for their free webinar, What is Medical Coding? Available on their website, www.coinscodingconsultingllc.com. Their information will be in the show notes. So listen, you want a new career? Then medical coding is it. Hey, and welcome to You Heard That with Letitia. Today, I have the honor of having an awesome guest speaker who is a classmate, a friend, and she has it going on. Do you hear me? The girl is a lawyer. She has her own firm, Itasca Legal. Hey, Tiff. Welcome. I'm sorry, y'all. I I call her that. I'm sorry. Hi. Thank you for having me. Those words are so kind. Thank you. Thank you for joining. You know, this is way overdue. We were supposed to get this down for the books, but listen, better late than never, right? Correct. All right. So the one thing I like to always do is just ask my guests, who are you? Who is Itasca? Okay. So I, first of all, I am a Gainesville, Florida native. Um, born here, raised, grew up. I am a wife. I am a mother. I am a child. My profession, I am an attorney. Um, and my spirit, I am an entrepreneur. Um, I am all those things every day, wife, mom, lawyer, business owner, friend, (laughs) daughter, all of those hats. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that we finally get a chance to sit down and talk, but yes. so. Yes, because, um, you know, we follow each other on social media and we always share each other's content or comment and things like that. And I must say just recently, you have motivated me, especially with your, I want to say managing your work-life balance, but now with your health kick that you are on. I am, yes. What? made you get to the point to where you are now with that? Right. So actually I had a health scare and like what I've learned is a lot of drastic health changes come after some people get an initial health scare or some other like life altering event. And so that happened to me, um, you know, in 2021, Um, I was at the height of my business and um, I was spending all day, 10, 12 hours at a day at a computer, um, focused on that, not working out, eating out because I was doing late hours, just really ignoring my health and putting my own well-being absolute last. And so um, I ended up gaining a bunch of weight, uh, more weight than I've ever gained before in the span of my life. And, you know, I have two children. Um, 
And so the weight, of course, was unhealthy. My doctor was like, the weight has to come off. You're going to be at risk for high blood pressure. You're going to be at risk for diabetes. Um, we have to get you on a regimen. And so that's what started it. So really, it was my health and realizing that I needed to be around as long as I could um, for my children, for my spouse, you know, for my mom. Um, and it was just that health scare that if you don't change your diet and change your lifestyle, um, you're going to be at risk for major health problems. So that sparked it. Um, and from there, I just started changing the way I eat. I don't use the term diet. I don't believe in a diet. Okay. It's just, um, you know, diet, fat, all that stuff. It's not sustainable in, in my experience. So I really just changed up the way I eat. And then I exercise. I implemented exercise every day by finding something that I love. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that really was to change. So before, um, throughout my life, I would, you know, make myself go to the gym or make myself like I did stadiums today and I did not like those stadiums. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking to myself, oh, I'm not going back tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad I had that realization because that is what changed for me. I found a form of exercise or movement that I like, which is okay. running. Um, and then once I found that, it didn't become a chore or something I had to do. It became something I want to do. Oh. Um, and so when I got into running, I was passionate about running. I wake up every morning. I want to run. I want to see what I can do today. And, you know, I, I want to meet my goal for today. Um, and of course, the weight naturally started coming off um, as I ran, paid attention to what I was eating. Um, so the key for me was just finding movement that I enjoy. And I okay. think that's a really important factor for everyone else, too, that's struggling to um, exercise every day. You know what? I'm glad that you said that because you just saying those words, you found something that you enjoy to do. And I feel like that is something we as the people and I, I mean, I, I will only think, but I know for me, um, like how you said, you got to make yourself go to the gym. And if you're making yourself do something and apparently that isn't what you like. So like you say, find something that you like, as you said, running then you'll want to do it. You enjoy to do it. And yes. release. so that I'm glad that you said that because it makes sense. Um, it does. After you said it, I didn't, I wouldn't have thought of that before. Um, but the one thing I noticed too, that you said, which is with your running and walking with your goals that you said, you were like this month, I am walking, running 50 miles. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, you see what other people have going on, and it's the motivation for me, right? Especially with the group, the group that you all have that you invited me into. Thank you, because I look sure. at you and some of my other classmate friends, and I'm like, oh, these girls got it going on, like just with the motivation, yes. the dedication, and sometimes we all need that boost. That when you see other people doing it, like I can do it too, um, right? And you know, I look sometimes. I comment because you know I only comment if I'm going to do you know, something for that day. Because <laughs> I try to hold myself accountable too. But right. other than that, I do look, I'm like, oh yeah, like the, you know, the, when everybody was um doing their portion of the Daniel fast and of that sort, I was like, yeah. oh, I was just like, yes, <laughs> yes, ladies, yes. You know, doing the darn yeah. thing. So, yeah. I mean, you definitely motivate me in that realm um, with the healthcare. So that's awesome to know. Um, with that, because 
that's managing your work-life balance health as well. So how can you be good for your clients if you're not good for yourself? So my next thing I kind of want to dive into with managing a work-life balance is what made you become a full-time entrepreneur? Yes. So she's thinking of her response to you all because she has something very big for us. (laughs) Okay. So to get back to your question, what made me become a full-time entrepreneur? Um, After I had my second child, Maya, it was just a very um, hard struggle for me to be present with my children and do my job at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's just the bottom line. So um, I am a lawyer And at the time that I had my second child, Maya, I was employed full time. And um, in most situations, when you are employed working for a firm or working for a state agency that I worked for, you don't have control of your caseload. You don't have control of what's coming in the door. Um, And most times it's it's you dealing with um, a huge caseload and that in, in turn takes away all of your time. So I was spending virtually all of my time um, at work, preparing for work, or thinking about work literally all the time. Even when I was with my kids, I was analyzing, all right, what am I going to say in court tomorrow? Or um, how am I going to do so and so and so? I literally couldn't turn it off because there was just always so much work to do. Um, and so it hit a it hit a point, you know, and I had to have a conversation with God. And I was like, Lord, you set me on this path. I know that this is not the life that I envision for myself. This is not the life I want to be living. And um, you know, this isn't it. So <laughs> I went to a conference that at, at that time, my um, and I always tell this story. I went to a conference that my job had paid for me to go to. And at that conference, I sat next to another young attorney. Um, and I was just telling her, you know, we were practicing the same same type of law. And I was just telling her how overwhelmed and how stressed I was. And she was like, yeah, I know. She was like, I was in your shoes. But, you know, I opened my own office and things are better now. And I was like, oh, how did you do that? You know, and I was thinking to myself, this girl crazy. There is no way I can open my own office. How is she going to get clients? How is she going to get money? What, what, whatever, you know, and it just like flew over my head. I was like, that's good for you. Okay, bye, you know. (laughs) And then a year after that, I had her phone number and I called her up and I was like, hey, how did you start your own practice again? And she was like, yeah, she was like, Kateski, you can definitely do this. She was like, you have so much experience. There's no reason why you can't be successful here. And um, I put two and two together and I struck out on my own and I opened my own practice because at that, I was at that point, I was at a breaking point where I was like, this, this is not it. And so either I'm going to trust God for better or I'm going to stay where I'm at unhappy. And I know where I'm at is not bringing me happiness, but I don't know if this other thing out here is going to work or if it will bring me happiness, but I know this isn't bringing me happiness. Yeah. So basically I just, I honestly drew a line in the sand and I set my quit date and I, me and the faith in my God. And, um, we became a full-time entrepreneur. I read a lot. I didn't do it um, without knowledge. I didn't do it without counsel. Mm-hmm. So I found mentors. I 
did my research. Mm-hmm. And from there, um, a bunch of faith in God. And I took the step. And honestly, I have never looking back ever. Okay, it's been awesome. a wrap ever since then. And and um, I must say, I watched you in your journey because um, I remember when you put, oh, you're studying your business. And even from that point to your one year anniversary, wishing you a happy one year anniversary. Because listen here, girlfriend, I'm going to give you your kudos when you launched your business and just everything that you were posting with your clients and everything, I would have not expected that you were a first time entrepreneur because, hey, it had to be the grace Thank of God. Because, you. you know, you just <laughs> flowed into that thing like beautifully, like it was just meant to be. So congratulations Correct. and kudos, kudos to you with that. Now, what I would like to know, because I've seen it, but I want you to share with the listeners when you said you read a lot. So off the top of the dome, your top three books that you felt kind of prepared you mentally with giving you tools, tips, inspiring you, you know, whatever the sort, what would be the top three books that you can say um, that were beneficial? Okay. Um, my favorite book just for being um, a business owner, period, and a book that I read is called Profit First. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a book about accounting and honestly is one of the best books I've ever um, read about how to set up your finances when you are running a business. And it's so important that we know those things because we can be prepared for what's coming down the road, um, such as business taxes. And so Profit First is like a method um, and it's <clears throat> probably... I'm not sure if it's the first of its kind, but it's very popular and it's like five bank accounts that you set up, right? Mm -hmm. And the formula is the money that you are getting in, your income, your business income, like you don't immediately pay yourself all of that money because you have certain things that you have to take care of when you're a business. And so when you get... um money in, you allocate a percentage of that money to go to these certain bank accounts so that one, you are taking profit from um, the work that you're doing. You pay yourself first. And then after that, you put the money into accounts like, say, for taxes. You know, you're saving some for taxes because at the end of the year, you're going to have to save taxes. Or for business expenses, you know, you'll have monthly business expenses. You know, you allocate some of the money to go into that account. And that way your business keeps going. Um, Love that method. Um, Truly, it has kept me in business because, you know, as the first five years of business, like most businesses fail within the first five years and a lack of capital is one of those reasons. And you don't always have money coming in the door. So So if you're not allocating and um, balancing your money correctly, you could go bankrupt. And you and I've seen it. Unfortunately, I've seen it happen. Um, but that book, Profit First, and I'll get you the author for it, was one of the best books um, that I have ever read. And I encourage everybody to read that book. The second one was, um, I can't exactly think of the name, but I have recommended this book to my husband because my husband is also a full-time entrepreneur because I had encouraged him to do it. I was like, hey, I know, that's come on right. over here. Really? Quit, that, quit that government put that government job on the shelf. You know, come, <laughs> come, come. Um, and so this book was um it was about marketing. It's about um 
that that saying that says people only do people business with people that they know like that they trust know and like or something like that okay. and so I, I think it was bob barker but i can't think of the name of it but i will give you the name but basically this book is about um networking and marketing okay and it was a very 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 great book and then the third book was um more of more of a like treatise about family law about how to run a family law practice in particular so that book probably won't be helpful to anybody but um that first book profit first and then that second book um let me see if i can look at it real quick um were two of the uh, most helpful books um that i've read in my business and i still refer to both of them today Mm. nice yeah, um, I've heard of the profit loss. I want to say I think I purchased that book actually after I saw you post it because I know at one point you were posting different books that you were reading, you know, uh-huh. social media from that to Atomic Habits and just different things. I've seen you, I've seen you post. Um, so that is awesome. I definitely want to know that yeah. second book though, the networking and um, marketing because that I feel will be definitely beneficial to. Uh, the listeners. So let's have some lawyers and then y'all want that third book, you know, lawyers in the making. Um, <clears throat> the next thing I I want to touch on because of your different practice areas, um, you do probate, estate planning, real estate, and personal injury. Correct. I definitely want to <laughs> touch on um, the probate and estate planning. Okay. I think Great. That is so. Yeah. Right. So, um, I had a change in my practice. So when I when I first started out, I was doing, um, mostly family law. Mm-hmm. Um, probably predominantly all of my practice was family law, and so probably in twenty mid twenty twenty two, um, I decided to take my law firm in another direction and go with real estate. And so we picked up on real estate closings and through doing so many real estate closings, um, I kept seeing a lot of mistakes and just a lot of, yeah, mistakes and like real property deeds. And so that kind of sparked my interest into um, real estate. And so um, from there, I a lot of lawyers kept telling me to do probate and I was very hesitant and I was like, I don't know if I want to do probate. Like probate is uh, a thing and I don't know. Um, but anyway, so doing so much real estate closings led me to do probate. And um, a lot of the probates I do are connected to real property and they are done for the purpose to sell real property. So um, I really, really like it. And a lot of people were right and i need to call them up and tell them thank you because i found something that i finally 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 enjoy and that is estate planning probate and real estate so those are my dominant areas that's probably 85 percent of what i do um and it's very important um to try to get as much knowledge out about um the probate process um and about you know doing effective estate planning to try to avoid just some of the big mistakes um, that are made um, that can be very costly. Yeah, you know it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh no, I'm listening to you. Oh, I thought she was going to ask the question. Yeah. So like, yeah. So like if you have, Florida is like huge on like do it yourself. Right. Okay. Even to the point where our title companies that do closings, they don't have to be attorneys. Um, and so you have things like legal zoom and you have things where people can go and create legal documents on their own. And sometimes they work out great and sometimes they completely fail. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about real estate, if you are that unlucky person where you did something on your own and you messed up the legal description or um, you attached page A and you were supposed to attach page B, it could actually turn out that you don't own the thing that you thought that you owned. Um, and so that's that's a huge costly mistake when you look at the cost and the price of real estate. So um I like being in this area. It is um, a good opportunity for me. I enjoy doing the work. I enjoy um, working with real estate agents and people looking to buy and sell real estate. I enjoy doing the closings. Um, It's some of the happiest times. Um, I also enjoy putting together estate plans for people that need them, people that need wills, you know, people that need durable power of attorneys, which is everybody needs a durable power of attorney, by the way, anybody over the age of 18. But um, so um, providing some of those tools and um, explaining how those tools work to my clients um, is extremely enjoyable for me right now. So that's kind of where I'm at with the business and uh, I'm enjoying that. That is good. The one thing um, I kind of want to get deeper into, and I know that we can't do this because, you know, this has to be done in the office with that one-on-one, but just the surface level with uh, estate planning, like how you said, anyone of the over the age 18 and over should have that. Um, can you give, I guess, up to the three, up to three top reasons? why it's beneficial, especially for those who own property and, you know, have, um, you know, uh, financial risks and financial, you know, like um, incomes and things of the sort to make sure that everything is right. Can you go right? That? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So like some of the top three reasons you want to do estate planning um, basically is to just make sure that your assets are protected um, if something happens to you. So um, one of the uh, main reasons to get a will is to name what we call a personal representative and let your wishes be known um, about your property if something were to happen to you and you were to pass away. And so that's the number one reason why a lot of people seek out estate planning. It's because they want to control what happens to their assets, what happens to their legacy. They want to control who it goes to. Um, And they want to bring their families peace of mind. And, you know, when we lose our family members, it is a difficult time. Mm -hmm. And um, it's compounded by uh, the stresses of not knowing what that person wanted. Would that person would have wanted to be put on life support? Did someone have to make the decision to pull the plug? Did this person want to be cremated? Or were they not religious and they didn't want to be buried in a church? So the the number one reason is to let your wishes be known to your family members and also bring a certain level of peace to yourself, knowing that your affairs are settled should something happen to you. Um, and a lot of people, um, a lot of people push wheels 
And it, to me, it kind of just depends on that particular person, whether or not, you know, they need a will. Um, wills, you know, it's very fact specific. Um, sometimes there are other documents that can achieve their goal um, in addition to a will or in place of a will. You never know what assets that person has. You know, not everybody has real property. Not everybody owns things. Um that way. So it really does depend on the person. And I would say the durable power of attorney, that is probably the most important document in in estate planning period, because a lot of the documents that we do in estate planning come into effect when the person dies. Okay. When you're alive, you you can reach a point to where you can't do things for yourself. And if you don't have a durable power of attorney at that time, your will is not into effect because you're not dead, but you can do certain things that need to be done because something medically has happened to you. Now the person has to go open some type of legal proceeding to be able to legally act on your behalf. Mm -hmm. And so the durable power of attorney comes into play when it's signed. It's affected during your life. Your will is when you're dead. So the durable power of attorney, everyone needs that. Worst okay. case scenario, you leave here, bam, you get hit by a semi-truck, you're in a concussion, and um, someone needs to access your bank account to pay your mortgage. Or, you know, your 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 money is coming direct deposit to your ATM. You need to go to the bank and get the ATM number because you don't know it. Or whatever situation that you can think of, okay. you can contract for that and a durable power of attorney so that somebody can have the power to do what you need to do when you can't do it. Got so it. it's a very, very important estate of planning tool. Um, and so when you don't have anything in place, when you don't have a will, your property passes the way the law of Florida says it's going to pass. Mm. And that is, you know, that is why you want to decide so how question, you want your stuff to go. Because like you said, it goes the way the state of Florida, because if you're married, I'm assuming the husband, but then what about the single individuals? Right. So Right. You you mean like the single individuals, like if you pass away? Yeah. 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 So the laws of Florida decide that. So whether you're single or whether you're married, if you pass away without a will and um, uh, of course, it's going to pass differently uh, mm -hmm. if you are single or married, um, depending on how your property is titled. And if you're married, it should be titled by tenants by the entirety. And when one spouse passed away, it reverts automatically to the other spouse. But in the case of you being single and unmarried, it's going to pass by intestate succession. And that's going to be looking at who your heirs are. And so who your heirs are at law are determined by the Florida statutes. Um, mm. Starts with your lineal descendants, your children that are living. And then, you know, um, if your children have passed away, if they have children, then their children take in their place. And so it's a it's a, com a complicated who, chart. <laughs> I see. I'm like, oh my goodness. So the one thing I want to test before we, you know, um in the conversation, a lot of people might think that this is expensive. Uh what are the price ranges for uh to have an estate planning done? I would say estate planning starts at $750 and then it goes up from there depending on what your goals are and what you want. Um, a good starting point is to do like a wheel-based package. Um, if you don't know what you want, 
Um, but what's best is to sit down with an estate planning attorney and explain your goals. And then the attorney is going to recommend the products that you need to achieve your goals. So that's going to determine the ultimate price. So um, getting a will is going to be more affordable than going out and getting a trust. Okay. Okay. So the prices um, are going to depend on what your goals are, but in any event, you, you're, you're going anywhere from $750 to about $3,500. And that's just a rough estimate. Mm-hmm. And um, you can't really take that here nor there. That's just yeah. a rough estimate, but it's not expensive um, to do a will-based estate plan. And that can be a comprehensive estate plan, mm-hmm. um, especially if you have adult children, yeah. because not all assets, pass through your will or pass through probate. Um, Yeah. And so it it really depends on your goal um, as to what you're trying to achieve. That is awesome. Thank you for the information. And to be honest, you all, I feel like that's the best investment that you can make. I mean, we're out here buying iPhones and Jordans and all of that type of stuff. Listen, the Gucci purse and the Louis Vuitton done paid for this probate for the long term (laughs) of your family. Let's yes. make it make sense. The math ain't math. And if we're not, you know, doing what we're supposed to do, it's just, you know, before Correct. I let you go, me and my best friend actually talked about that, like, you know, getting our affairs in order and um, making sure that everything is aligned, especially with me being right now an unmarried, single, not having kids individual. I want to make okay. sure that I, I know how I kind of want things to go, but I want to put that, um, I want to align it correctly and make sure everything is done how I want it to be done. So thank correct, you for that information. Correct. Yeah. Tasca, how can the people find you on social media? Social media. So I have social media. It's a Tasca legal or you can um, find me on my personal page is Swiss Tiff. I go between my personal page and my business page. I do have an Instagram. It's attorney at Tasca. Um, my website, usually you can book me directly from my website. That's www.ataskalegal.com. Itasca legal, all one word. Um, I-T-A-S-C-A legal.com. That's my website. Um, you can find uh, our consultations there. Our state planning consultations are free. They are no charge. So it never hurts you to find out. Um, what you need or what's recommended for you um, so that you can have the knowledge that you need so that when you're ready to make a decision, at least you know what decision you need to make. Awesome. Awesome. And don't worry you all if you didn't catch it. It will be in the show notes. Thank you, Itasca. Such a great interview and continuous blessings on you and your endeavors. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at You Heard That, which is in the show notes. Also, make sure to rate and review me. That's what helps me to get noticed. Chat with you later on the next episode.